episode four of the African Boss Babes. I'm your host, Coach H. I'm super excited to be here at the end of our conversation last week. And I hope you guys are enjoying the recorded podcasts that we've been sharing on Apple and Spotify. It's really, really cool to see you guys tuning in and listening. I'm very, very excited about that. So today, again, in in honor of growth and trying different things out, we're going to be we're going to be live on Instagram <laughs> instead of TikTok. Um, but yeah, I know that you guys are always rolling with us, so I won't even I won't even explain that any further. But today's topic is something that i thought would be cool to chat about around office romances um obviously you spend so much time in there and it's it's tempting to it's tempting to want to you know like fall in love with your boss or a colleague and you know or get some sort of infatuation thing going on all that stuff is pretty pretty normal and so what happens is even the element of affairs that's where a lot of them come out of where yeah you have your person at home but you also have this concept of an office husband and office wife and i just thought it'd be really cool for us to to chat about that today, especially as a continuation from our room last week. Um, I'd also like to welcome on stage my co-host, Knight Atieno. So nice to see you here. Uh, Mr. Kababa, I'd like to kindly ask you to mute your mic. Madam Knight Atieno, wagwan. Hello, did you say mute my mic or unmute my mic? <laughs> No, you unmute your mic and talk to us. So basically, I think with the office romances, I'm I'm in love with this work husband, work wife thing, yeah? Because yeah. I feel like there's always someone out there that you have that kind of connection with, that you have that kind of um, flirty banter with, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I'm that person. I'm the kind of person who probably has flatty banter with everyone. Like today I walked into work and I'm a hugger. So I hug people everywhere. So um, someone hugged me and said, oh my God, Sharon, you smell so nice. I said, I always smell nice. And the other person said, yeah, she always smells nice. And then um, the other one said, oh, what is it you're wearing? I said, well, it's my pheromones, baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she said, Sharon, it's not even 9.30 in the morning yet. I'm, I'm, I'm always hot. <laughs> so I'm that person and I have flatty banter with most people as long as they know what the boundaries are. So for me, it's about boundaries and knowing where we are at and not crossing those boundaries. But yeah, I'm, I'm up for flatty banter any day. But, I, okay, I hear you on flirty banter, but what's the line? Like, where do you cross it? Where do you draw it? Um, and I guess the question on the table today is, are they worth the risk, right? 
Like, I know there are people who are just of the opinion, like, don't even go there, don't even bother. You see somebody flirting with you with pheromones in the morning, run, run the other direction because you never know what it could turn to. Um, and I guess just to bring further context to this conversation, it's whether you're already in a committed relationship or you are single at the time. So in my opinion, if you're single, then obviously I don't see why we should limit your workspace that you spend 24 hours, I mean, not 24, but a lot of your, a good chunk of your 24 hours at, um, to meet someone. But if you're in a relationship, then I think it can be highly pro uh, problematic. Okay, so Knight, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what's the boundary? What's the, where do you draw the line? For me, I think we, uh, we as humans, as adult humans, uh, we're almost always flirting with that fine line, as they may call it, like that, um, how can I put it? Like, let me tell you something. Just because you're not you're in a relationship with someone else doesn't stop you from being attracted to other people. Now, I feel like if I'm attracted to someone else, not in a sexual way, but in a vibes way, in an energy type of way, like, like I see this person and like my, my day just lights up. You know, I don't want to shag them. I don't want to kiss them. I don't want to take them on a date. I don't want to any of that. Yeah. But I just feel like when I see them, like my life is just a better place. Not because I don't have my partner, not because I don't appreciate my partner, not because I want this person, but this person is just attracted. Like, like there's just an attraction, you know? And for me, as long as I'm not crossing that line where for, for what my partner me and the person I'm with would consider uh, cheating, then I'm, I'm all up for, as I say, friendly, flattery banter. Yeah, that's me. I really like that you've brought up that part of just because you have gotten into a relationship with someone doesn't mean that you all of a sudden become blind and you don't see other people and other humans around you are no longer attractive. We are actually just having that conversation with my partner today. And even here in the African Boss Babes, we always talk about how um, this whole concept of ownership, you're like, okay, now that you're mine, now that we're together, now that you're in a relationship with me, then you should be about me 24 seven. And I think the thing with work is that you're not working with your, 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 your person's not there, you know? So it, it, as you said, I guess on a human level, it does feel nice to, to kind of get that attention. But if you're in the audience here on clubhouse and even here on um, Instagram, please let us know what are your thoughts on the topic that we're chatting about today, which is essentially our office romances worth the risk. Like, are you even willing to get into them? Should you ignore it? Should you entertain it? Um, where do you draw the line? So please let us know in the chat box here on clubhouse or here on Instagram. Yeah, so Madam Knight, <laughs> uh, what about the affair part? Like, I know there's this narrative where, 
like you know with office romances and stuff you have office parties um and now this affair has gone too far so everyone in the office knows that you are with the secretary to the point that they've even forgotten that you have a husband or a wife at home right now it's the India party or whatever and you've invited your person to work now there's that notion of people whispering um embarrassment people talking behind your back or you overhearing a conversation from the table next door um about how your husband <laughs> or your partner is usually with this person and i think for me that's where the issue comes in where you've now gone into a professional setting um we've trusted you to go to work and bring bread and <laughs> bring money. And you're out here gallivanting with people in the office. And then on top of it, you're inviting me to come here and be the fool around, around other people. I think I definitely have a problem with that. What are your thoughts on that? That's messy. That is like building a toilet in the middle of your kitchen. Like literally, we don't do that. It's like, don't shit where you eat. You know, it's literally, for me, there's a very big difference from sort of flirty banter and having a full-blown affair. Like, literally, um, I've when I was younger, early 20s, obviously working for older men, you know, they flatter you, maybe they take you out to dinner, maybe all of that stuff, and you, your head gets caught up in it all. <clears throat> but... I think that when you have a full-blown affair with, with somebody in the office, please don't bring your partner to the office. That's just disrespectful. Don't bring your partner to any work stuff. It's proper disrespectful. To me, if you bring me to an office thing where everyone knows you've been having enough, I will embarrass you. I will burn your bloody bridges because I swear to God, you've welcomed it to yourself. Like literally, no, but you, you don't know. You don't know. No, You're when just, I come, hmm. when I come and people talk about it, do you get me? And everyone is talking about it. Come on, that's proper disrespect. Straight up. Um, we're not here for disrespect. If you're just joining us, welcome to the African Boss Babes. My name is Coach H. I'm your host. This is a show that we started a little bit um over a year ago, I think we're like, if we're counting it with Clubhouse, we're like over 60 episodes, but we're finally putting out our shows on the streaming platforms, that's Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So please check us out for the replays. Um, if you're just joining us, we started this space to be able to have conversations around social and entrepreneurial topics that impact us here while considering our culture and infrastructure in the continent. So last week we had a very, very exciting show um, just around infidelity and whether you should even keep it up or or walk away and that conversation just turned into such a heartfelt um, perspective especially for mothers and why they stay and all of that so if that's something you're keen on listening to please go check out the replay and i think it's so cool that we are talking about this today because it's a lovely follow-up where Today we're chatting about um, 
you know, office affairs, office romances. And so far we've been talking about it from the perspective of you have, you have a partner, you are in a committed relationship. And then now you are flirting with, you know, your office husband or wife. And what does that do to them in terms of embarrassing them or whatever? Now they've come into the office and people are talking about them. But I also really want to have a chat about this on a very neutral level, like you're single, you know, um, where are you supposed to meet people in this day and age? And this is where you're spending your time. So what type of things should you consider when you want to cross that boundary from professional to romantic in an office environment? So if you want to join us in that chat, please let us know your thoughts over here on Instagram or over here on Clubhouse. Naita Tieno, let's talk about the, the single the single babes and 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 fellas i guess like you have similar interests you're working for the same organization you are single you're spending a lot of time together so where is the harm in jumping into bed together let's talk about that i think the biggest thing to think about when you're having a relationship with someone in the office is the power dynamics if you're both on the same level, if nobody is above the other in rank, then obviously that is something that um, is acceptable. But in terms of... If, if, if for example, um, you're higher in rank and somebody is above the other person in rank, then you have to think about how does it look in terms of what happens if you don't work out, you're now having an affair with your boss or you're having an affair with somebody who is below you in rank, you know, then it's again, don't build a toilet in the middle of your kitchen. That's all I'm saying. You have to think about all those things, not just the fact that I've met somebody. What if it turns toxic and now you have to work with this person even on the same rank? What happens then? Right, the you know, those are things that we the have audio. to think about. The audio is not going to work. I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm usually super worried about the people who are going to listen to the replay. Yeah, you, you just have to mute have one of the phones. No, we're all muted. I was muted when you... What's up? All right, we're back. Um, my partner's just making fun of me as to when we have any type of glitches or um, she's in the room when I'm talking and apparently I have this face of trying to keep it professional. <laughs> 
and still maintain my cool. But yes, um, power dynamics, power dynamics in, in relationships is huge because I was in a different room earlier on today and somebody was mentioning like if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for someone, they kind of brought up like a little bit of a strategy. Um, you want the fellow who works on the top floor, you want the executive, you know, you want to see what like lift, uh, what floor they're going to with the lift, how are you going to position yourself to chat with them? That's the person you want to date. And I think that just brings a very different perspective <laughs> with what you're saying with power dynamics, because yeah, if you're the chick and you're on the hunt, then you want the guy at the top. You want the guy with, you know, with the title, the CEO, the head, the manager, the whatever, because you know that's the person who's a bit more stable. That's the person who is, you know, a bit more eligible <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, just having access and stuff. So I don't know what you think about that night, because from that perspective, I totally understand, like, yes, I'm going to be an intern in this company and flirt with the CEO, because I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to bag, especially if this is rela relationship is going to grow into something serious, you know, but maybe if it's, I don't know, just, just put in your thoughts on power dynamics when it comes to that, like, especially if you're on the hunt and who, what, what type of person you're trying to be with in this, in this environment. I tend to not date at work anymore. When I was younger, I would um, obviously double, um, but I always went for the guy at the top. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not messy. I'm not playing low. I'm not playing down because that's what we do, you know, especially if you're a go-getter, you want somebody who is already doing better than you. You want somebody who is going to inspire you to do better. You want somebody who is going to, for example, if especially when you're young and you're thinking, I want kids, I want a family, I want all that. I want somebody who's going to be able to provide. I want somebody who, as long as they're not taken by someone else and it's not going to get messy, I want somebody at the top who is going to make me work harder, who is going to make me want to get to the top as well, who is going to give me a leg up? Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not going to play down here with people who I'm climbing with. I want somebody who's already going to just put their hand down and lift me up. As long as I'm working hard enough to deserve that, you know, I'm going to go for the guy at the top. I'm not messing down here. I'm not playing small. No way. Yeah. So I even when I messed around with people in the office, I always went for the person who was well above me. So yeah, that's where I stand. If you're going to mess in the office, mess up. <laughs> and that's from a female perspective? That's from an any perspective. If I'm going to shag someone in the office and it's, it, it might get messy, I want to make sure that if it does get messy, I've got something out of it as well. So um, DJ on the front channel, from a male perspective is saying that you date down when it comes to office base. So because you're speaking and what you're saying, obviously I understand and I agree with you, Knight, but he's saying you date down. Um, maybe DJ, you can expand on that, like expand on that, why date down? Why not go for the boss babe CEO in the office if you're going to, why not get you know, why not get that chick? Why do you want to date down? I guess that would be interesting to find out. Even no from hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
Okay, so I would say, I don't know, DJ is going to come back to us and say something, but I think for men, it's easier to date down because obviously women are looking to date up generally. So it's, it's from that dynamic, it's easier. And also I feel like a lot of men out here might feel emasculated. And if they don't feel emasculated, society tells them that they should feel emasculated if your woman is doing better than you. So I think this is a societal thing, again, more than maybe, I, I, I think in secret, men don't mind dating women who are above them in rank, are above them in salary, are above them. But as soon as people find out and they start talking down on them and they start saying, oh, she has more money, or she's doing better, or she has more of an education, or she's going to look down on you, even if that woman is the most submissive, subservient woman on earth, the man will start feeling like little things, little, little, little niggly things. If she says something, oh yeah, my friend said you look down on me. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's societal more than a personal thing. I feel like when men date up, as long as it's in secret, it works so well because especially powerful women are so good at power dynamics. They're so good at making you feel like they're below you because that's why actually they've got to where they've got to. So yeah. That's wild. Um, <laughs> I think there's definitely um, different gender dynamics when it comes to office, office romances, because women are looked at differently, treated differently. Same thing with men. Um, I think it's even maybe glorified for them. You know, you found that kind of nice intern who everyone's trying to bag and you've used your level of influence and power to do it over now a fellow intern who's like, ah, I've joined with this this intern. Like, let's just be together. And this and nah, nah, you're not good enough for me at this moment. Um, but I want to switch the the direction of the conversation a little bit into into like if you've been here, like, does anyone have a personal experience, right, of of being in an office romance and was it successful? Did it fail? Like, would really, really love to hear from you. Um, Night, I'm pretty sure you've had one. I've had one as well. And I was so young. I was 22, 23. And I just saw this really, really cute guy in the office um, from finance. And I was like, hey, you're cute. Obviously, at 23, you're not thinking about marriage or whatever, anything long term. But I do know it just kind of also gave a lot of people in our professional circles access to our personal lives, even if we weren't actively talking about it. But it would just be little things like he would come to my desk, you know, or I would go over to that side. Um, we're not in the same department, but like you guys are just so close. It's obvious that there's something going on. Um, we'd sometimes leave the office to go for lunch together. So at the time when these things are happening, like I didn't feel anything particularly, like I wasn't feeling embarrassed. I wasn't feeling like people had access to it, but looking back, it just, and I guess where I'm at now with my mindset and wanting to, to, if I'm looking at something long-term, um, blooming out of that kind of relationship, I just think, I would much rather have a more private 
dating experience. Like I don't want to involve people in the office into my love life. Like let's keep it professional. Um, what are your thoughts on that night? Uh, and I can see people talking in the front channel. All right, let's go. Yeah, um, I'd just like to say something about what uh, DJ just said about the job security and uh, hell hath no fury. Basically, if uh, women are generally more vindictive, but men are too, you know, women will just destroy you more. And I feel like men have more subtle ways, whereas a woman would just be like brutal. She doesn't care, you know, if you hurt her. That's if you hurt her. I feel like when you have an office romance, you have to be even more careful and more clear about the boundaries of this relationship. Like you say, like, oh, you know, stepping into their environment and, you know, like feeling like you want to be together. I feel like when you're in an office romance, you have to set those boundaries so clearly for it to work because otherwise you run the 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 danger of feeling like you're constantly together you know like you're constantly oh let's go to lunch oh and then it's dinner and then oh let's go home together you know there is no space and especially if you're not working for the same department i feel like there should be that demarcation i feel like that there should be that you know sort of um it's office time and then it's our time you know and, and it's, it's harder when you're younger because you don't have those um, sort of, um, how can I put it? You're not wise enough yet to know that you should keep this separately. But for the young people out there, I feel like, yes, when you're young, that happens. But I also feel like you should be able to set those boundaries. As I said at the beginning, you need to set those boundaries so that this thing doesn't get messy, even if it ends, you know? So what do those boundaries look like? What's that conversation? Because if you if you're new here, um, you you you'll be surprised to find out that we speak about this. I think every single show, communication boundaries, communication boundaries. Those are words that come up often in this show. And yeah, what does that look like? Like, hey, I've seen you. Like for me, the immediate boundary is you're hitting on me, and we're working together. I think based on my experience, is that no. Like, just don't talk to me. We work together unless you resign or I resign. Let's not even take this any further. That's like the clear, clearest first boundary that I would set with what I know now, if you're speaking about wisdom, you know. Um, but say you are actually attracted to this person. So what does that conversation look like? Like, uh, don't talk to me at work. <laughs> Don't call me on Teams. Don't link me. Uh, but but other people are talking to their bays all day. They're texting their bays. They're they're communicating with them. They're probably being picked up at lunch and being taken out to lunch. So, is it just because you're working together now you can't like interact at all? Um, yeah. So this is a question that I'm asking to the listeners. I'm also asking tonight, like, let's talk about that. Let's give a practical example of what that boundary and what that conversation will look like to be able to sustain a healthy office romance. I think you'd romance. have to, number one, find, uh, define what a relationship is. If we have a one night stand and we work together, I will probably ghost you. 
because I don't want it to get messy. However, if we have a relationship spanning over more than three months or six months or however long we feel like now this is a relationship, we've defined it as a relationship, we now call ourselves boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, partners, then I feel like it's okay for the rest of the office to know about it. Because now you actually are committed, you know, you are in a relationship that you're proud to uh, be in a relationship. You're not still finding out where you're at. And also, I feel like it would be like that anyway. You wouldn't get into a relationship with someone today and then tomorrow you take them home to your parents, take them home to your friends, take them everywhere with you to your people. You would make sure that you're committed, they're committed, you know where this thing is going before you made it public to your people. And I feel like until I get to that position where I feel like I need to introduce you to my friends, I need to introduce you to my people, until I get to that point at this age, then I would think, okay, fine, it's okay for the rest of the uh, office to know that we're dating. It's okay for us to be openly uh, with each other at the office, you know. But otherwise, I would say just keep it between the two of you. I mean, you don't have to hide it. If you've got friends at work, tell them, whatever. But, I mean, don't come to my desk and start rubbing my back or any of that stuff. A, it's unprofessional. B, it's unnecessary. C, we've only just started chugging. I don't want the whole office talking about me, you know. And that's where I would stand with that. I love that. And and you've actually started bringing up some of the risks. You know, now you're rubbing my back. What's that like for, how does that look for my reputation wherever you are in, you know, in the office? What does that do? So if you guys are listening, I really want to hear your perspectives on, on the risk. Like what is, what are the risks involved in, in pursuing such a relationship? So I've seen that uh, Diana wants to come up and share her personal experience. Diana is a good friend of the African Boss Babes, as I've I'd requested earlier that if you have a personal experience, how did it work out? What were the pros and cons? Diana, I'm about to get to you in a little bit. Um, but we also have a guest here on Instagram who has shared a comment with us that I'll read out just now. They say, a guess on the field of medicine. It's a little different. We spend hours on end in hospital, clinics, and surgery such that it's almost impossible to couple with other people other than your fellow doctors. So she guesses that office romance is therefore very common among doctors. However, rarely does any of these re <laughs> however, rarely do any of these relationships end up in chaos. Um, interesting perspective to bring up industry specific like dynamics because yeah, if you're a doctor, then you're right. You're just spending most of your time in this institution. And I guess it's just easier. I have a cousin who's a doctor. And yeah, she's ended up with a fellow doctor because that's who you're with and you're building your career, you're helping people, but <laughs> uh, you also have to work on your personal life, your, rom your romantic life, your romance life, you know, hey, English, yeah. And it, it makes sense. It makes sense that you will be with your colleagues and just end up in that space. I think it's easier, it's safer, I actually advise it, like stay with your fellow doctors. Except if we're talking about um, circulating the money, then step out, Kidogo, it's just a joke. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, um, Linda. 
Diana, I want to give you exactly two minutes to be <laughs> to share your story. Um, just tell us what what the dynamic was, what happened, what was your experience, and a pro and a con, and whether you would recommend it. Let's go. <laughs> First of all, I guess I miss you, ladies, and I love it. I love it. I'm going to be very precise. I personally do not believe in office romances at all in any way shape or form especially when people say oh that's my office bay that's my husband bay ah pana. no 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 that's not going to be me however i have also been in such predicaments and this is why i stand on office romances like in terms of how that can look don't actually cross that boundary and actually shag that person don't and I also wanted to come up and say thank you, coach, for sharing your experience in terms of you were in an intern and you were in a, you know, predicament. And it is immensely difficult. Like I, I it's anyway, that's a, a like, thank you for sharing that story and to create that boundary and therefore not do as what the person who has the highest stakes um and basically shoot them down um yes that is going to hinder your prospects essentially speaking in terms of whichever industry that you were in um and and that's all i wanted to say because oh no one, no no. one i've never had I thought you were going to tell life. us about your experience i've never had one i've never had oh. an office romance and this is why I really am on that energy. But then what happens when you meet someone and then you're minding your business and you know, you might meet someone socially, like say on a social media app. And then they say to you, do you know what, Diana? Um, I know you and I know you're a stand-up person. Let me try and make you a secretary in my business. You know, that's a whole nother different conversation. That's not an office romance. And I think that's what I wanted to differentiate. Um, you can meet somebody doing their side hustle and I can respect that. I really, really could. But in terms of what is actual office romances, um, no, never, never have been I. And this is why I stand by it. Because when I go to work, I go to work. So even if somebody wants to try and say, you know what, Diana, I want to get into business with you. I want to offer you this contract. Okay, so what exactly are you doing? And that's my Kikuyu side coming out in terms of the responsibilities because I came out to work. But if you're asking me to work and use my body and like acetate, like, hold on, that's why you can't come to me like that. So in terms of like, um, what exactly is an office romance? And I think that's what I wanted to differentiate. And I just also wanted to take a moment and appreciate you, Coach, for sharing um, that story of you being an intern and somebody absolutely abusing your power. And the minute somebody does that, there are consequences. There are absolute consequences. But if you really are there to work and get on with a job, time will tell. They will get their day, is all I wanted to say. Thank you for giving me the time. Thanks, D. And yeah, as I mentioned, I'm I'm totally with you right now. Like, just don't do it. Actually, for context and everyone who's just joining us, um, I had lunch with some friends a couple of weeks back, and and they 
one of the girls was complaining about an office um, affair romance thing gone wrong so so far we've been speaking about it from a very like you know flowery positive perspective but yes uh it went wrong because now they have it just got to a point where now she'd invited this person and their colleagues um there, there are no clear boundaries there are no clear lines of who is a friend and who is a colleague and now they're at her house for um for a birthday party people are getting drunk alcohol is involved tvs are being thrown around uh because you've been dating in the work environment people have been building up opinions and and judgments around you because now they're drunk they're now sharing them a breakup happens and then um now they still have to continue working together and because it's a squad in the workplace where this is you know this has transformed from a professional type of dynamic to it's also social you guys are in each other's lives um she's found herself being on the other side of of you know of the squad of the group because now the rest of the people including her ex have have banded together have stuck together and then another angle of that is that one of the people in the crew is also the child of the boss <laughs> so honestly we were having lunch and i'm listening to this and obviously i have like empathy as a friend but every time every little thing i was hearing i'm like just don't do it don't like just keep your professional space professional and then keep your social space social like do not mix the two it's too messy and i just i don't recommend it so definitely diana i'm there with you i don't know who else believes the same thing um but that's where i'm at night over to you wagon rex what's up i see you on instagram how you doing night i well all i can say is when we're younger we make certain decisions um because we're inexperienced we're super horny we'll take it when it comes and um that was my experience and has been my experience as a person now i'm in my 40s i wouldn't even touch someone that i work with like literally if I work with you or if like now when I meet people, even in social circumstances, I'm like, if you want to do a collaboration with me, don't hit on me or I won't hit on you. And so if we're going to work together, we are not going to sleep together. That is like a very hard no for me. However, I've been in a situation where I've got with somebody who I've been with in the past and then, um, Obviously, I, they, they're now my partner and I need to work with them. And that went really messy because the dynamics were all messed up then. Because I'm your boss, but I'm also your lover, you know. And even though we were in a relationship before we were working together, and so therefore I was their lover before I was their boss, it just didn't work. You know, it was that constant fight for um, supremacy. You know, I'm your lover, so you should treat me differently at work. 
I'm your lover, so you shouldn't speak to me a certain way. But also, I'm your boss, so I have to speak to you a certain way at work. I have to uh, put my foot down sometimes. I have to tell you off sometimes. And sometimes it will be in front of people because that is how it has to be done. Because if I'm going to treat other people that way, I have to treat you that way. And so therefore, things spill over from the boardroom into the bedroom. And so I feel like I will not do that again. I will not be wanting to go into business with somebody who I'm sleeping with. I, and that I feel like that's a different perspective, you know. Obviously, like uh, um, someone has just said on Instagram, if you're in a certain profession, when I was working in care work, I certainly, certainly felt like I was spending so many hours. I was spending at least 60 hours at work. And that's at work. That's not traveling to work, all of that. Which means most of my work, I, most of my time, I was either commuting or at work. I mean, I ended up in those cupboards, in those linen cupboards so many times. So, <laughs> because that was where I was most of my time, you know. However, I feel like right now, knowing what I know at the age where I'm at, I hesitate to even go into business with somebody who I am sleeping with, somebody who I am in a relationship with. I mean, it's just, it gets messy. And I feel like when you lose your relationship, you also lose a member of staff or you lose a your partner in business and it just messes things up so no i'm not playing with my money no more like that yeah i yield my mic yeah this conversation has taken a turn you know i really wanted to play devil's advocate and just talk about how there's possibilities because really in all honesty i met my spouse right now in a social environment and then they had started a business and then I joined in and was helping out and then all of a sudden we were business partners and then we had a whole business and then a few years later um, developed a romantic relationship and now that business is no longer um, up and running but we're married. You know, so I, I actually forgot about <laughs> I forgot about that whole thing. But we I definitely remember working together and and that thing that you're saying where you almost want special treatment or the offense is a little bit deeper than than like normal. You're like, why are you talking to me like that? Like why and 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 at the same time, like the dynamics there, it's like maybe yeah, this person is is the boss around here. It's no longer babe at work. It's you know this this is your your boss, so you need to listen. Or they're your you know they're your manager. They're guiding you, trying to grow you um, from a professional perspective, but you're listening from an emotional perspective. So. It really does get messy. I mean, I think we were both grown enough to carry out that relationship and separate day and night. Um, but I definitely do remember moments where there were just the pain, like when somebody corrects you or when somebody says something, like we were just taking it a little bit more personally because of, you know, the romantic side of our relationship. So 
Conversation has taken a turn, and right now it seems like the consensus is more around don't do it. But that's just uh, night and I. So if you're in the audience, just reply um, yes for is it worth the risk or no? Just give us a yes or a no here on, on Instagram or here on Clubhouse. Just type yes or no in the front channel so that we just get a general view of how people are feeling when it comes to office um, affairs and romances and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, we have 15 minutes to go. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, a warm welcome. We're here every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. South Africa time, 9.30 p.m. East time. And it's just an exciting time for us to chill and have casual conversations. It just felt like we needed more spaces to have open, real, raw conversations um, that impact us here in the continent, uh, especially just considering some of the things that we go, to, we go through. I know one of the reasons why I started this club is that I listen to a lot of content and consume a lot of content, but I just felt like it was always from a Western perspective. Um, there was no one there that I could see was like just representing me as an African woman, an African woman in the diaspora, somewhere where I could, you know, speak in my language, in my tone, in the context of my culture. And so that's really what inspired me to start up this space. And I really do appreciate everyone who tunes in and checks in and listens and does the replay. Like it means a lot to us. Okay, Knight, over to you. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? I know it would be important for us to even speak about the legal implications of dating in the office because, yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, there's being led by your hormones and there's this cute person and, you know, values that you have, but I'm pretty sure there's also um, legal policies in your organization around dating, just the same thing as, you know, if you're bringing a new business person in, like how much, you know, how much are you taking in gifts, you know, all that, like read your HR policies, guys. All right, over to you. Yes, read your HR policy. And if it doesn't say no, I would say, if you really like somebody, go for it. Bloody go for it. You never know where it will lead, however, go with your eyes wide open yeah know exactly what the repercussions are because yes you can't always tell what the future will bring you can't always tell how things will end but i feel like like with everything in life i would rather not have uh romantic things with people at work because uh i'm the boss and if it turns nasty then i lose the most you know, not only do I lose a member of staff, and if, if they're a member of staff in my environment, then they must be people who are upstanding and all that, yeah? But I probably also lose somebody I love, and I probably also lose a friend. I have so much to lose, you know? So I feel like you should always go for it. If you really feel drawn to somebody, and you're not... Um, sort of breaking any rules and you're not walking into someone else's marriage and you're not doing any of that stuff that perhaps is that doesn't go against you morally that doesn't that doesn't do you a disservice if it serves you 
I would say, go for it, you know, leave your life, you know, be true to yourself. If it's something that you feel really strongly about that you want to go for, I'd say go for it. You know, if you spend so much time at work and you're really drawn to this person, I would never say, oh, no, don't have an affair with someone at the office or don't have a relationship with someone at the office. I would just say, open your eyes wide, do your pros and cons, know very clearly what your, um, what's it called, your boundaries are, know very clearly what your rules are in terms of, do I want people to know about it, this in the office? When do I determine when this is a relationship? When do I want to let people know? that this is actually a relationship. Does it go against the HR policy if I am a rank above this person, or if this, if this person is a rank above me? Because I'm not just thinking about me. I'm thinking about the other person. I'm thinking about if we walk into a relationship, how does that, what are the ramifications of this relationship to them? Is it going to be detrimental to their career? You know, is it going to be detrimental to our future? You know, because if it's going to be detrimental to their career, then they will have to you. You will both have to think about how you deal with that. Will that person step down and be happy to step down and not blame you for maybe curtailing their career? So these are things that we need to think about. But I would certainly, certainly never say to someone, don't go for office romance. I would say go for anything that serves you. Go for anything that you feel more morally right to go for. I would never say no. I would just say go for what serves you. I yield my mind. Oh, and that's why I love you, Knight. You know, but for real, like it would be so unfair to keep you from your soulmate and your love, the love of your life, just because at there are rules and it's dangerous. Um, you know, a good amount of us are speaking from the lessons that we've learned, the experience that we've had. Um you know, and then also the, the privileges that we are currently in where we've probably left the market. You know what I'm saying? But for real, I think... I am single. <laughs> I am single. I am very single. Ladies out there, I am single. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but yes, I hear you. Like, um, be true to yourself like whatever it is that you're going for no matter where it is like you definitely have to go knowing like the potential risks and uh the potential rewards that you can get and go with your eyes because i guess as i said like um the first one that i had i was young right so the second one as i said the business ended but we're still together so there's there's hope i i really wanted to make sure that i shared both perspectives today so that you don't leave saying um strictly no um i mean i saw you saying no there strictly no office romances um or you're going to just go into it blindly not understanding how many areas of your life it can impact um, but I wanted us to use the last uh, few minutes to actually chat about alternatives to office romances because, as I said, you're spending so much time here, but you also want to grow your love life, your personal life. And how can you go about that? Like, where else can we go to find love like employees romantic partners 
um, outside of work? What time is that? What if you have very, very late nights? Um, what if you're always traveling? Just other th some of these things that make office relationships a bit more attractive because this person is close, they're convenient, whatever. But say someone says, okay, I want an alternative. What does that look like? Let's 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 maybe chat about that so that whoever's listening leaves empowered, not to just feel like tunasemapana, but here's something else that you can do. So if you're in the audience, you're welcome to chip in. And then yeah, Knight, what do you think? What would you tell someone who's like, Apana, but I've just seen this very hot guy or this very hot chick and I want to go for it. Um, but I'm worried that it might mess up my career path or whatever. So, but I'm also concerned about my, you know, maybe my timeline. I've been trying to meet someone. I'm a bit lonely. Where else can I check? Where else can I go to find someone? I think I will start with the, I'm going to look for somebody at work because I'm a bit lonely and this is where I spend most of my time. Let's just start there. Desperation is not cute. If you go into something because now you've been looking for a while, now you've been, now my age, now, mm -mm, listen, there are spam banks out there. If you want a baby, there are ways now that you can have babies without actually being with somebody and if we consider that more than 50 percent of relationships whether they're children or not end up in divorce or in separation let's just take that number one in two people every relationship you you they walk into is going to end 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 quisha finished yeah whether you have children or not i feel like desperation is a bad thing yeah so never ever ever think that don't go for low-hanging fruit yeah set yourself high high standards number two tinder tinder is international if you're traveling a lot it's international you know there are there are sites out here a lot of people are meeting on sites i just feel like never go for anything because you're desperate that's the worst thing that you can do you know, take your time. You know, there are people meeting in their 70s and they still have 20 good years, 30 years together. We're living longer, people. There is no need if you're in your 30s to feel desperate. There is no need if you're in your late 20s to feel desperate, you know, and especially for our sisters. Don't let society tell you that you're aging, you know. If you're aging, the men are aging too. Do you get me? Everyone is aging. Don't let, don't, you know, sort of let society dictate to you when you should meet somebody, when you should, you should have babies by now. Of course, as women, it's easier uh, for us to have kids younger. And that's why I'm saying, if you want a kid, you can have a kid at any age. You don't need to be in a relationship to have a kid if that's the reason why you feel like you need to be some with somebody and if also you meet somebody who rocks your world and is responsible and you feel like you can have a kid and raise them with that person walk into it without any expectations if it ends it ends but still co-parent you know there's loads of ways of being with somebody without actually being with them i just attended a friend of mine's wedding and it was so funny because I think there was about six of us that were his actual exes there. And it, 
And this just made me feel like I love this world that we live in. I love this world that we live in because just because someone is your ex doesn't mean they have to be your enemy. And this is why we have to be so, so, so clear about where we stand when things end. If you're going to be in a workplace relationship, create a relationship with this person that means you're also friends so that when it ends, it's not nasty and toxic and you can no longer be in this space together. It's not always guaranteed, but if you walk in that way, if you walk in knowing that I want to create a friendship, I want to create something that doesn't mean that one of us has to leave this company, that one of us has to leave this space when we break up, then create that and nurture that. And no matter what happens, whether it ends or it works, then you can still be in the same space. That's all I can say. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think a key takeaway from what you've just mentioned is that desperation is nasty. Um, I think especially when it comes to relationships, even with jobs, even just with opportunities, like people can smell that. And I understand if you've been in a position where maybe you've been out of the dating for a while, um, out of the job pool, whatever. And so you want that type of, you know, connection with someone, you want that opportunity, you want to get out of it. So I can totally relate to where you're coming from in terms of wanting to level up and move out of where you are. But that also just takes it back to, you know, trusting that you are worthy of that new type of relationship that you're looking for, trusting yourself, um, having a bit of self-confidence, you know, manifesting, putting that thing out there, um, preparing yourself mentally, emotionally for that new opportunity so that when it comes, you're not stinking of, of desperation. You know, you're not, people can, because people can smell it unfortunately so you know just continue being being you the most authentic you you can be you know working on yourself and just trusting that the more you do that the more you'll be able to actually attract these type of humans or connections that you want into your life so i'm really big on that and thanks for letting us just reminding us that whole thing. Tinder, uh, online dating. I just found out that two of my colleagues um, in their late 30s currently met their spouses within the last three to four years on Tinder. So before that, I'd only heard of one successful tinder relationship and then there were like they were my si unit to say okay actually you know somebody who's worked out from tinder and then they broke up so to find two married with kids um a bit later in life and they're happy and they're like yeah no they did it on tinder it was just refreshing to hear because uh not that i'm promoting tinder on this show but i guess i just mean online dating that it turns out that it's actually possible and i think it's really just about what mindset you go into it with and how vigilant you are in terms of sifting through the the profiles and you know red flags green flags who are you speaking to etc cetera, etc cetera. 
I guess one last quick thing, because I can see we're running out of time, which I always mention in terms of an alternative to office dating, if you're currently feeling like that's your only option, is, again, I always say, um, go out and do things that you love. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough, you know. Um, you into Toastmasters? Do you like playing tennis? Um, did you like playing soccer as a kid? Is there like a five-a-side team that you can join? Um, a sport, whatever. Just like, do you like art? Do you like travel? What is it that you enjoy um, on your own? And then, you know, get into those social groups, especially as an adult. Like, it's really honestly just not that straightforward to meet someone. And so I think that if you are already in a situation where you're doing things that you enjoy and you're not going there with an intention to meet someone, because whether or not that person is there, you're still going to be painting. Whether or not that person is there, you're still going to be playing soccer like it's something that you enjoy. Then I think it just kind of increases your chances of meeting someone and most likely you guys have already found one thing that you have in common and that can be you know somewhere where you can start getting to know each other it's not necessarily like you're on a five-star date you know but you can get to know each other be like okay i've seen you here every week you know maybe we said hello today then the next time we had a bit of a longer chat and things can just they have a bit more of an opportunity to happen organically all right, ladies and gents, um, thank you so much for joining us for the show today. It's been super, super exciting. As I mentioned, we'll be here again next week on Tuesday. I still haven't set up the topic, but it's going to come come to me. Um, I truly, truly appreciate you tuning in. Shout out to everyone who joined us here on Instagram. Um, yeah, we'll be here again next week. I think it's just cool for us to show our face and tune in live. Uh, everyone on the audience here in Clubhouse, you know you're our OGs, your originals. Uh, we love and appreciate you guys a lot. All right, Knight, any last words before I close the room today? Please go ahead. My last words are, if you find love, go for it, you know. Yes, maybe 50% or 60% of relationships end in divorce or in separation. But what the heck? It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Absolutely. Weigh your options, do your pros and cons, go in wide eyes open, eyes wide open fall deep, fall hard. And if you lose, so what? You tried. Just love and love yourself. Oh. Thank you. Night, you're so sweet when you talk. Like, ah, you'd be sending so much love to these listeners of ours. I just love it so much. Um, yes, I agree with you. And I guess as an accountability coach, I can never emphasize how much you have to invest in personal development, you know, knowing yourself, you know, loving yourself, spending time with yourself. Like, I really can't emphasize that enough because um, when somebody comes into to your life, they're just adding to it. It. 
right? You need to be able to be solid on your own. God forbid they leave. You're not going to be destabilized. And now you don't know yourself. You've lost yourself. Um, you don't even know where to begin picking yourself up again. But if you are confident in who you are, you know your triggers, you know what excites you, you know what motivates you, you know, you know what inspires you because you've, you've invested in that and it's a continuous investment, you know, then at least um, I think you're better off as you go into these, into these streets looking for people. All right, guys, love and light. See you next week. And Asante Sana.